Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to your program Madrasa on A Developing Islam in Me. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson along special guest in studio none other than Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. The time is now 10 past 2 and yes we're going into our first segment being Knowing My Lord and this is where Sheikh will be continuing on Nabi Musa alayhi salam but then we're greeting my Sheikh in studio. Sheikh Assalamualaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you doing, Sheikh? Fine, alhamdulillah. How are you, self Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah Sheikh. So, as we said, we are in our first segment being knowing my Lord, and yes, Sheikh can be continuing as to where Sheikh stopped yesterday. Shukran jazakallah khair. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi wa hada wa salatu wa salamu ala man la nabiya ba'd. Rabbi sharahli sadri wa yasidli amri wa hlul ubdatam min lisani yafqahu qawli. اللهم علمنا بما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا ورزقنا علما يا ذا الجلال والإكرام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله وthanks and praises due to Allah and love and salam on our beloved Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم from all of us إن شاء الله may Allah تلاه accept رب أم and may Allah grant us to be worthy of that status of being of the Ummah of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, worthy of the status of those who have accepted this deen from our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and worthy of having to be those people who could be granted the opportunity to be given shafa by our beloved Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. May Allah accept all of us amongst him. Allahumma ameen, ameen, ya Rabbil Alameen. Alhamdulillah, brothers and sisters. Allow us just before we actually go into our topic to be able to make dua collectively um, amongst the various duas that we're looking at we're asking Allah to guide us on the right path to forgive us and to set us free from the fire of Jahannam to make us a part of the people of Allah's Jannah and we ask Allah to grant us the success of Rajab and Sa'aban and the barakah that there is in it and that Allah grants us to be of those people who will reap the benefits of the month of Ramadan Ameen, Ameen, Ya Rabbal Alameen بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والآقبة للمتقين والجنة للموحدين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا فإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لن نكوننا من الخاسرين اللهم اجعلنا من الذين يستمعون القول فيتبعون أحسنه برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا زدنا علما ورزقنا فهما برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا أذاب النار وأدخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين اللهم بارك لنا في رجب وشعبان وبلغنا رمضان برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله brothers and sisters we looking at the first segment called knowing my lord wherein the objective is for us to be able to see in the life of those before us 
that Allah has allowed us to see in their lives how Allah has challenged them and the tests Allah has given them and the responsibilities Allah has put on them and see how they reacted to it for that was their responsibility how you and I become equally responsible of what our responsibility is towards Allah and that makes me the Muslim not that I just know Allah but that I'm prepared as a person who knows Allah, who knows my Lord, who identify Him as my Lord, that I accept His challenges, His responsibilities He puts upon me, His commands that He orders me. I accept that and I try to carry that out. And that is my uluhiyah to Allah. right? That I see Him as my ilah and I sub- submit my, tot- my totality to, his, to the uluhiyah for Him and Him alone. And I then worship that and we see how Allah has given the challenges to others and we see and look at through their lives how it is our responsibility and our duty that we actually live that uluhiyah for the sake of Allah. Now people, this is a very, very important aspect in the knowledge of Allah. That Allah Ta'ala wants us to know Allah from who Allah is and that is called the rububiyah of Allah but Allah wants us that the most important and the greatest aspect that makes me a Muslim is my uluhiyah, my submission to the fact that I know Allah and who is a rububiyah but that he has given me responsibilities and that he puts on me loads and he commands and demands and direct me and I'm prepared to totally submit to that may Allah grant us to be Muslimin May Allah grant us with all our weaknesses that we will be accepted as Muslimin. He has given us Hidayah, He has selected and chosen you and me to be the people of Hidayah. We are not the best, we have many, 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 we are covered with extensive amount of weaknesses, shortcomings, errors and faults, but He has selected us. So fortunate are we, how happy shouldn't we be that He has selected us. May Allah grant us to be able to appreciate, to be so thankful, recognize that we are fortunate. There's many others that must probably has better lifestyles, richer people, greater status. That is not Muslim. How fortunate are you and I, Arab? And may Allah then grant us to understand our responsibility, grant us the understanding and the implementation of that understanding to the best of our abilities. What makes me Muslim is the submission of me to Allah. Not my question that I ask, Ya Ma. Or uh, when I want to think, yeah, uh, uh, Islam is here and and Of Islam is here and Islam isn't there. Islam is in my heart and in my knowledge and my understanding and how I strive and wish and I put in the intention. I want to implement, I want to love a Muslim, I want to die a Muslim, I want to be successful on the Sirat al-Mustaqim, I want to be one of those who do not enter Jahannam, who grants to be granted the opportunity to enter Jannah and Jannah only. Allahumma ameen. Ameen ya Rabbal Alameen. And so that, um, we are dealing on the topic of Nabi Musa as said, and his people, and we've gone to the extent where we've shown what has happened to Nabi Musa when he lived in the palace until the moment the, the, the squabble when he came to these people, these youngsters who were fighting and he wanted to assist. And in the process of the assistance, he unfortunately hurt one of them and he was guided to be able to leave the place. He we heard to the first one and the next day with the hope and intention to be able to assist 
Further, when he saw the person in, again, this person insulted him and made him feel very, very uncomfortable. And it was then told to him he must leave the place or given the guidance by one of the people of, of Fir'aun to say to him, go, because they are definitely going to get onto you and they're going to harm you in this process. Now, then he went to the area he, we said he traveled and he moved away from there on a road that has never ever been prior he hasn't been exposed to he doesn't know it because he didn't have any vehicle to travel with he's now on his foot and he's actually running away moving as far as he can and fast as he can to get away from the fact that they probably can harm him but Allah allows him to be able to go through this because Allah has something for him in store until he gets to the area called Madian and now I'm going to be allowing Sheikh to continue where Sheikh stopped before the break. So Sheikh Bismillah. Shukran, Jazakallah khair for that one and Yasmina. Alhamdulillah, just before the break we were in the area, in the subject of knowing my Lord. We were dealing with Nabi Musa and his people and we were looking at the tests and trials and tribulations Allah has put onto Nabi Musa as a person. And we've seen the various things and we've now come to the process where Nabi Musa gets to the area of Madian. Now I, I must make I must make an apology for the fact that yesterday I gave you instruct, uh, information and I said to you that the issue of, of what happened with him in Madian is in Surah uh, number 28, um, Surah Qasas. But, uh, and, and I gave you the, the, the numbers of the verses and I think there I made a mistake. I said to you the verses number 15 onwards. Nay, it's not. In the story of Madian starts from verse number 22 up to number 28. I would love our people to go and do research in that. Go into the Quran, open the Quran up and just see what the translation is of how you read this story. Because we all then grow and develop with the understanding of the challenges Allah put onto Nabi Musa. And see what happens and we actually shared with you yesterday how he gets to the to the well in Madian and see that there's many males with a flock of sheep and, and other animals that they had and they fed these animals and then in the distance he saw two ladies and he saw that these ladies was almost like behind or standing at the back of everybody and the men is just coming forward and they, they feed the animals until the ladies came to the front and when the ladies came to the front, he walked up to the ladies and he saw them that they now had to struggle to open up the well and to t draw water from the well and to feed their animals. But he saw that the males has all done their job and they just walked on and moved on and moved away. And he then, seeing this, he assisted them to open up the well, to draw the water from the well and to help them feed their animals. When Nabi Musa did this, these ladies saw the quality of this man and then they thanked him and they went back home and when they thanked him and he left and he went one side and he went to cry by Allah and he begged Allah to assist him in the processes that he now is where he is he finds himself but he's, he's, no, he's not related to anybody there he doesn't know anybody there Allah then granted because of his action that he did to assist these young girls went to their home and spoke to their father and said to their father um, what type of person they find him to be very helpful he find him to be a young man healthy and strong he has the ability which they normally struggle to open up the well this man he picks up the, the the big rock and move it away and help them to open up the well and help them to be able to feed to remove the to take water from the well and makes it very easy it seems very easy for him and they, he, 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 uh, um, he helped them to feed the animals right 
And then they said to them, to the dad, and the, the dad was impressed with this when he heard that. And he then sends one of the daughters to say to her, go back and invite him to come to our place, to come to our house. When he came there to Nabi Musa, to the, 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 to the place where this lady is invited, we said as he moved along with this lady, he said to her, please, if you don't mind, would you stay, walk from behind me, but just indicate to me, through any means of that I need to be able to move to the right place. I don't lead you, then unfortunately I go to the wrong place. So he takes the instruction from her back and he moves. Showing that Nabi Musa as a person, Allah has given him insight. Already as a young man, he knows he's not supposed to be able to move, being having to have ladies in his lifestyle, sort of interacting with him directly, that when they, 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 they are kept one side, and he gives them honor and dignity because shaitan is quick to be able to take on to men when they have women in front of them. And I think I would just remember to remind all of us, right? Um, this is an important message that Allah puts through the life of Musa for all of us. Just remember that. Islam is not in unjust and unfair that many times in this world where there is so much of vigor and negativity in the hearts of our people, then quickly we can say, yes, but Islam is unfair. Islam gives certain rights to certain people and not to others. But Allah shows us this does not happen in Islam in today only. It has been the norm in the law of Allah amongst us, the, the Anbiya prior that through their life and through their guidance we get so much wonderful inspiration and we get positivity in our life and we get to submission of Allah and His Rasul. What am I speaking about? I'm referring to the very fact that you and I, when we stand in salah, Allah has put the males in front and the females at the back. This is Allah's law. This is the law of our Nabi. This is the law of Islam. Nay, this is the law of all the Anbiya whom Allah has sent and to guide humanity, the males thereof and the females. So that we know that this is not because of uh, um, giving right to women, to men greater than women. No, no, no. The woman has got this specific job and role to play and they do that to the best of their ability. And so when it comes to ibadah, they do not be the leaders and stand in front of men because men unfortunately has been created with an emotion when they stand and look into the face of woman, then they get affected very, very quickly. And I don't mean to insult any man. I've been happening to be a man myself. I'm not here to insult any man. But the law of Allah shows us. Allah Ta'ala identifies in His creation how He's made the males and they don't have the capacity, nay, they don't have the capacity to be in the presence of females by themselves. Because they get attracted very quickly. But woman, their nature is. Allah's made woman to that nature that they have the capacity to walk behind men or to stand in salah behind men and they don't get affected in their salah very quickly to have uh, uh, um, men in front of them. They have the capacity Allah's created with that capacity. They can stand in a relationship with Allah or do their deeds without having to be affected. That's how Allah shows us. 
in the very message of Musa that he walks with this lady he's alone in a place that he's never ever been before he's been guided now by this lady so he asks her please would you mind to stay to walk from behind me and if it need be that you throw a stone into the direction that you need, if there's more than one path that we need to go to which one and if you throw the stone in that direction then I don't know and or uh, um, that you in some way direct me to be able from behind me not in front of me because Nabi Musa wants to give a very clear message to all of us to each and every one of us that males has been job been given a responsibility a job led by Allah the load on them is totally and totally different to the females so you don't need to be afraid as a female to say, yeah, Islam is unjust, Islam is a woman, a male's dominance and, 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 and the male would in charge. No, male's dominance is Allah's given to them, their responsibility. And to you, you the females, you've been given your own responsibility. Worry yourself about whether you fulfill your responsibility. And am I giving the message to the world that this is what a woman must be like? She must become a lady and she must be a decent, respectable lady in her life and be very much cognizant of the fact that she's a lady. She's not a flurry. She's not somebody who who's, who's moves around and just gives... No, no, no. A woman is a gentle, soft, always give of the message of beauty and wonder and gentleness. Males' responsibility to see the stern and the firm message and the righteousness to be carried out. But the male and the female is going to live collectively on the earth and the respect flows from both sides interacting with both sides and understand that the law does not come from the men it comes from Allah Ta'ala the creator of all males and all females so you and I need to understand it is the respect that you and I need to give unto Allah when Allah's made you a male or when Allah's made you a female and you don't question neither you nor I question Yamadi Yamadai did this ask what is it that we must understand and what is it that we probably can more understand so that we can submit to Allah better as a male and as a female? May Allah open the path, Ya Rabb. And subhanak la hawla wa la quwata illa billah, Nabi Musa gets to the, the family's house and he interacts and the father then says to him, after the girls say to their dad, but dad, he's a, he's a young man, he looks handsome. Don't you think we need to be able to make, ask him to work for us? And, and because he's a strong person, he shows strength. Um, if he could assist us, because normally we find it difficult to be able to, every night comes late from having to feed our animals with some water. And if he could take that job, most probably we could do something else. Or he could probably work for us at, 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 and, and create the farms that we're working on, do the necessary work. The dad then says to, he, to this man, if you don't mind, I'd like to be able to take you into my service. But this is how it's going to be. Is it possible for you if you want to get married to one of my daughters? You choose to get married and your dowry for marrying them would be that you work for me for a period of eight to ten years. Maybe Musa makes the agreement and says to him, okay, let me see what happens. Um, I accept the fact that I want to get, I get married to one of them. I live with you, I interact with you for the problem of eight to ten years, in that whether I complete an eight-year eight or a ten-year uh, 
um, if, 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 if the situation be, I'm, I'm going to stay here with you, and yes, I'm going to interact, and I'm going to love you, and I'm gonna, my eating and my drinking, my living is going to be here. I'm going to have a partner, a wife to be able to, and probably if there's children, it's going to come. I accept all that, and yes, I'm going to eat and drink and live with you people. So yes, then my, my job, I'm working with you, I'm living with you. I'm in, so it's, 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 a, it's a, all a, pro, a positive and a uh, 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 what as you say, a plus for Nabi Musa on all sides. A plus in the sense he's got a job, a plus he earns, a plus he also gets a wife, a plus he also gets a family, and a plus that he now has a family that he lives and interacts with. Alhamdulillah. Remember, he comes from no man's land. Or he comes from Egypt, where he had to travel through no man's land until he got to where he gets into Madian where he gets to this and then Allah shows us how Nabi Musa lived with him and Allah grants him a family and develops with them in Madian and there until Allah grants him there after some time he completes his, 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 his dowry process and years go by still more and he now has a little family with children and his wife and his children, he decides to take the family with him and he travels off back to Yemen. I mean, back to, to Egypt. But this is a, an, an inspiration in his heart that he feels. He knows, he remember when he ran away, he had a relationship with his mom, his mom them. They don't know where he is. He has disappeared. They, they don't even know whether he's, been, he's alive. And he doesn't know anything further from them. But they have got no relationship with him. Um, and, and, and there's not the modern day time. There wasn't um, faxes. There wasn't uh, um, sending letters or the postman and the uh, um, leave alone the, the modern things that you and I have where we can just press the button and everything is going. Everybody knows about us and everybody knows and we know about them, right? This is not what's happened in the time of Nabi Musa. So he's got the craving in his heart to want to get back to Egypt with the intention to meet up with his mom and his, his family, where he comes from, he wished to meet up with them. He knew he had a brother. He knew he had a sister. Um, he didn't know what has happened to them. He knew he had a mom and a dad. He didn't know what has happened to them. He would love to go back, right? And, and that is a deep craving. And that happens to all of us, a deep craving that you have. You want to get back to your family. Now, Allah shows us this happened with Nabi Musa. He takes his family and he goes off and he travels off. Now, as we said, what happens with Nabi Musa in the issue of having to stay in Madian and getting married there and interacting there is between the verses, verse 22 to verse 28 of Surah number 28, which is Surah Al-Qasas. Then further than that is when Nabi Musa goes in that same Surah, Surah number 28, Surah Qasas, from verse 29 to verse number 35, we see that Musa travels with his family back to Egypt, right? So in this issue of where Nabi Musa travels with them, Allah tells us of what happens to Nabi Musa. Now, allow me people with no disrespect, I would love you to go into the Quran and just to open up as a translation Quran only. It's not a tafsir, just a translation. You read the translation so that you can understand verses number 29 to verse number 35 of what happened to Nabi Musa. Nabi Musa travels home for the first time. Now remember, 
when he traveled this route or the route that he took from Egypt to to uh, um, to Madian, he was in a state of fear and fright, and everything had to run to because he's on the run. He had to to think hastily, so he wasn't taking care and note of everything on the route. He couldn't say, "Okay, get to see that shop was on the right hand side and something else on the left hand side, and there was a robot in front." You and I live in. We see these things in his day. There was nothing like that, and even if it was in his, in our days, where somebody is on the run, you don't even take note of anything around you. You want to get away, isn't that so? So if you go onto a new route in a new area and you're on the run, then you don't take note of every little detail, right? But under normal circumstances, when you travel and you travel from the place for the first time, you see, oh, that's on the right-hand side and that's on the left-hand side and here's this shop there and there's a tree on that side. So you, you see all these things and you can allow your mind to perceive and understand and see where you're going to, to probably come back and take the same route or another route nearby where you can get to where you need to be. Nabi Musa did not have that luxuries like you and I have, and he takes his route back. And as he takes the route back, he gets onto, onto the route where he doesn't know where he is from east to west. He, does, he gets lost, as we would say, on the route. Nabi Musa doesn't have any idea where he is going to, but he's on his route with the intention to go back to, to Egypt. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. For now, we are heading on to our second part of the program, and that is, I am a Muslim. What is expected of me? And yes, Sheikh will be recapping as to where Sheikh stopped yesterday. So, Sheikh, Bismillah. Shukran, Jazakallah khair for that one, Auntie Yasmina. Um, in, uh, in this segment called I am a Muslim, so what is expected of me, um, we, we were busy with what we called the um, section on Salah, and uh, when I say section of Salah, the issues that deals with the Salah, we are busy with the prerequisites of Salah. Those things prior to the Salah that needs to be in place for if uh, we have to be able to perform the Salah, right? And dealing on this section, we have thus far come to, the, we've did, we, we did with Wudu, we did with Istinja, we did with the Ghusl. We're now in the area called Tayammum. And we said Tayammum is a form of dry purification that Allah has granted when for that matter there is not the use of water possible or not uh, available for us, right? May Allah grant us khair and barakah. And we said that the verses, the proof of this is the verse of Allah in surah number 5, surah Ma'idah, and in verse number 6, right? And, and we said Allah mentions to us that and we can check that for that matter it will be healthy that we do understand that this information comes from Allah and that you and I win our ibadah, we do our ibadah is submission to Allah in the way Allah guides us. May Allah grant us khair and barakah as we go along. We then went into the causes that make it permissible. Um, and we said it is permissible for one who is not able to use water or due to the unavailability of water. And when water is not allowed, and we said you could use it for the replacement of uh, wudu or for the replacement of the ghusl, right? And may Allah open the path. And I, I've given some examples yesterday, and I think I must probably went through it a bit of a hurry, where I mentioned to you the fact that um, the reasons why if... Uh, um, there is availability of water, of waters, but you cannot use it. And the examples that I've said is a person who unfortunately was traveling in the time of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
they were sent on expeditions and as they were sent on expeditions they were human and they had the natural human things that happened to them um this, this these men for that matter had they um uh, uh, be, had a wet dream and so obviously they are on an expedition and they had a wet dream so they need to wash themselves to clean themselves and as they wanted to clean themselves we've given some examples of people who when they washed themselves made salah with with others and led the salah and how the nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam responded to them we've shown all that but the one aspect that i wanted to mention to you is that we mentioned that this person because it is winter it is very cold and they are on an expedition to be able to follow the action the advice of the nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam now on an expedition you normally one of the things that happens you go out to an enemy camp and in, you try to, to to infiltrate the enemy camp or to get to information about what's happening on the other side and when you do that you don't want the enemy to be able to know that you are around so at night you don't make a fire but what if you need to be able to wash yourself what if it's very very cold and you need to be able to wash yourself then obviously you need to make a fire but then these sahaba used their minds and they thought for themselves it's very cold if they do make a fire then the enemy would know that they are around because the enemy themselves has also got scouts who looks around and take their places easily so that's normal right so this is a common factor so um what they then did they did not take the wudu or they did not take the ghusl as normal but they rolled either in sand or they did the tayammum as they knew and in that case that is permissible for the person to be able to have done what we call the tayammum instead of the ghusl and perform the salah then that is totally accepted inshallah alhamdulillah may allah grant khair and barakah and we've gone to the extent of showing the examples that there is shown to us how the various sahaba reacted to this and how the nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam reacted to them barakallahu fikum shukran jazakallahu khair and so now we're going to um allah's words in the holy quran and allah says uh, um to us fatayammamu sa'idan tayyiba see that you do the tayammum with sa'id tayyib the word sa'id means ground or it refers to the dust the thing that you're using to be able to to do the tayammum with right the 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 the, the sand the dust or the tayammum or the, or the ground any form form of the um, the matter that makes up up there the, the air things on the, the ground but allah tell him sa'id and tayyiba that a sa'id which is pure and clean now when is this a sa'id uh, a pure and clean it's in its natural format nothing in consideration of the color meaning um, the color that it is that color is the pure form of the thing and it's very 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 clean in that color now if that color is a dark color then unfortunately that dark color is dark of color yet absolutely clean right so you can use dark dust we in cape town have got gray dust coming from the earth from the ground that gray dust is clean in its absolutely clean in its natural format 
And whether the sand falls on that there or the water falls in there and that lands onto your body, that is absolutely clean. Because that is how Allah has created it. It's absolutely clean. And that is what Allah refers to. Sa'id and Tayyibah. It must be. Now, what is meant in Sa'id? It's not clean. It's nothing to do with its color, but it has to do when then, then when dirt is on that, like urine. Then if urine uh, affects it, it's now now it's not clean dirt. Any, I mean, clean ground anymore or clean dust anymore. Now it's contaminated, right? May Allah protect all of us, right? So the color is not the thing that makes it clean. It is when dirt has been affected to it, it touched it. And like for instance, if you see animal dirt around, the animal, like dogs and things of that nature, then that unfortunately has an effect. So you cannot use that mix with it, dust, that is not pure Saeed and Tayyibah. We are now by our second part of the program being I am a Muslim, what is expected of me? And do know that you can send through your questions to 072-238-0712. Alternatively, send through an SMS to 47913. Sheikh, you can now continue, inshallah. Shukran for that. Jazakallah khair and yasmina. Now, uh, allow me, Sa'id and Tayyibah, what is meant by Sa'id and Tayyibah, as Allah describes it in the Holy Quran. And we say to you, Sa'id is with reference to the word earth or the ground. It is also said that it is the clean earth. It is also said that it is any clean soil. Um, Allah Ta'ala means, and she means, perform tayammum with clean earth, as we said. In the hadith, uh, um, uh, it is mentioned that uh, uh, Ishaq said to us, a Sa'id is the face of the earth. Now the face of the earth or the the base of the earth, the 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 the, the fact that uh, anyway we walk like it's sand or any place that there is on the earth, the person is supposed to strike his hands on the face of the earth, that is the ground. He puts his hand onto the ground. It does not matter if there is soil or not. At that spot. This is because a Sa'id is not meant as soil only, but it refers to any place that is on the earth, as long as it is clean, clean there, it's known to be Sa'id and Tayyibah, whether it is soil or not. It's also said, if the, 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 the whole earth were a rock with no soil on it, and the person struck that rock, then that would be purifying for him if we were to wipe his face with it in the case of not being able to use or water is not av- available, right? If that was the reality as mentioned to us, this is how the scholars got it from our beloved Prophet wasallam through the Sahaba radiallahu anhum as that any, any place that is the, 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 the ground itself, you put your hands onto the ground whether there is soil or not, whether there is dust or not, and whether it's a solid rock, and you just rub, uh, uh, hit your hand onto that, and you actually then use that to, do, to wipe the face. That brings us to the end of the understanding of that. We're looking now at, at what Sa'id is, Sa'id and Tayyibah. We're looking now in the manner in which was performed the Tayammum. How did our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa teach the Sahaba radiallahu anhum the Tayammum? In one hadith, the Sahabi says to us, Ammar ibn Yasir, he says, I was, uh, I had Janaba, I, had, I was Junub. I was sexually, uh, I, I, I had a, a wet dream. And I did not find water. 
So when I had to be able to carry out, carry on on my my job, I I wanted to be able to perform the salah for fajr the morning, and I could not because I could not find water. I then decided to roll myself on the ground, and I then prayed. He said, I mentioned that to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and he, the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, said to me. It would have been sufficient for you to do like this. And then the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam struck the earth with his palms, blew in them, then wiped his face and his palms with them. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. We then note as to how the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has educated all of us via the Sahaba radiallahu anhum of what must be done with the tayammum. Ya Rabbi, may Allah open the path. At this point, the, the scholar says to us, the ruling concerning the tayammum is that it takes the place of ablution, the place of wudu or ghusl. Hence, it makes permissible whatever ablution makes permissible. Anything that makes that makes uh, the, the ghusl or the wudu permissible, that is what is in the permissibility of the tayammum. Furthermore, it is permissible to perform it before the time of the Salah, right? Like when you take wudu or you take your ghusl, whatever time you take it, prior to the waqt, like that is the same permissibility with tayammum. Um, in the same way, the time for prayer begins in the same way that one may make ablution before the time for the prayer begins. Subhanak la illa billah. Similarly, one may pray as much as one wish after performing tayammum in the same way that one may pray as much as one wishes after performing the ablution. Which means, if you are in need of a ghusl and you take one tayammum and there is not water for you or you cannot use water, then one tayammum would be able to be, give you the right for like one ghusl or one wudu. Right? Until you break the ghusl or you break the wudu, then you need to then do another tayammum. This is what is meant here. Right? We understand that. Alhamdulillah. Somebody one may pray as much as one wish to perform tayammum. Allahu anum and he said to them, the day has come to finality. We are all going back home. Um, and so now we can get out of our ihram. We can get out of the state of ihram. And if you get out of the state of ihram, we will get ready to go back to Madinah. But the Nabi sallallahu turned around and the Nabi went into the tent. And when he went in, Nabi sallallahu went into the tent. He went to one of his wives and by the name of Ummu Salama. And he then told Ummu Salama his feeling of how the, the Sahaba has reacted for the day and what they've done and how they are. He, he felt the, the uncomfort about them. And said, uh, uh, Ummu Salama, his wife, radiallahu anha, she said to him, O Messenger of Allah, these people will never ever go against you. These people will make their life for your sake. They wouldn't mind to die for your sake. They've offered all their life and they would never ever do that. And then she said, then the Nabi said to them, but I have just given them the instruction to let them get out of Ihram, but nobody has made any effort. She then said to the Nabi, O Messenger of Allah, whenever you give any instruction to these Sahaba, Believe you me, they will never ever proceed in doing the act before you unless that which you've instructed with them, they've seen you doing it because they'd love to be able to follow your pattern and the way you do it. When the Nabi heard this, the Nabi smiled. 
And then the Nabi got up and he left the tent and he went outside. And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam outside the tent then cut his hair. And what did you think what everybody do? All of them then cut their hair. And he went out of the state of Ihram and all of them went out of the state, the physical state and the spiritual state of Ihram. Subhanak. And we see how the Sahaba were people to follow the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We've come to the end of our program. May Allah open the path for all of us. Can we recite Surah Al-Asr together? A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Wal-Asr. Innal insana lafi husr. Illa alladhina amanu wa amilu salihat wa tawasaw bilhaq. وتواسوا بالصبر وصلى الله على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك اللهم باركنا في رجب وشعبان وبلغنا رمضان وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد والحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله رب العالمين from myself and everyone on board we bid you assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and have a great day further